Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. I'm Malika Andrews, and what a show we have for you today, including huge news from LeBron James, who tweeted this. Well... It would be huge news if it wasn't April Fool's Day. I think LA Times' Kyle Goon speaks for all of us when he wrote, if it's an April Fool's joke, it's my favorite kind, the one that briefly gives you a heart attack. That was our entire newsroom this morning. But really, what we have on the show is Woj live on LeBron and AD's status. Big perk, he is going all in on James Harden. You're gonna wanna hear that. But we have to start with the Greek freak who's on a quest for championship number two, and it is in full swing. What is your goal? for your career. I want to be NBA, NBA player. With the 15th pick, the Milwaukee Bucks select Giannis Adetokounmpo. I still don't believe this is happening. I know I'm not ready, but I have a lot of work ahead of me. But I'm not afraid. I will give everything. Adetokounmpo on the fade, it's so much more that I can do. The 2020 most valuable player is Giannis Antetokounmpo. We chase him. Perfection. Basketball guy. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. The Greek Greek is a Greek NBA champion. Um, it's a dream come true, but this is not the end. It's only the beginning, you know. journey it's been for Giannis I've, I've been lucky I've gotten to have a front row seat for the majority of it and now joined by NBA champion Kendrick Perkins and senior writer Zach Lowe guys our group chat it was on fire talking about Giannis and his performance Zach eventually you won't have an Android and then you know we'll, we'll work on that we'll get you the iPhone we'll do it but I do want to relive some of that what do you think Big Perk? Whew. When you talk about Giannis and you talk about how impressive these two games, these past two games that he has had, yep. I mean, it's been unreal. Look, he's making a, a case for him to be the MVP. We're going to get into all that first. We're going to see the highlight. Let's Red. let's see let's see how this all went down last night between the Milwaukee Bucks visiting the Brooklyn Nets. Let's go ahead to the fourth quarter, though, Big Perk. You can see Kevin Durant and Giannis Antetokounmpo there. But here, James Harden. Giannis Antetokounmpo hits a step back three. The confidence. Three. The confidence. And that's an addition to his game, Big Perk. And when he needed it the most. By the way, that bucket passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points in Bucks history. Everything we said Giannis couldn't do, he's proven us wrong. Kevin Durant trying not to have this one go to overtime. Heaves it up. I Not have, quite. I have no problem with that shot whatsoever. You're the best player on that team. You could take it, even if, even if it's over uh, outstretched Giannis. So 15 seconds left in overtime, looking for Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, back to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant gets a shot up. Mm. That was a good look. I'm not mad at it. Kevin Durant goes down. He was fouled on that play. It looked like he was holding onto his ankle after Wesley Matthews collided with him. But he would eventually get up. 
head to the free throw line, and we know he is good there. Sinks the first one, sinks the second one, or sinks the first one, sinks the Ooh. second one, sinks the third one to take a one-point lead. Giannis Antetokounmpo all the way to the rack. He's fouled, but big perk. In the playoffs, remember, people loved when Giannis went to the line because they thought, okay, here's an opportunity for him to miss some free throws. Bruce Brown, a little surprised. Giannis takes a deep breath, collects himself, heads to the free throw line. And hit both of them. Hit both of them. 120, 119. Kevin Durant, if you have one shot and one opportunity, oh, you want Kevin Durant to take can't it. get a better look than that. My goodness, it was a good look. 120, 119. Bucks win. Here's them after the game. Did not know um, about it, but it's good. It's good because uh, I'm changing the narrative. You know, I'm not. The, I don't want to be the guy only that dunks and runs. You know, I can you know make a, a three. But it doesn't really matter because uh, at the end of the day, if you don't have a successful season and uh, if you don't try to keep getting better and staying humble and staying hungry to play all the way until May June. Nobody's going to remember this. So I just want us to stay humble. I want myself to stay humble. You know, I feel like the more humble I get and the more hungry I stay, the more things I can accomplish. You know, and the more the more art I can create. Uh, playing basketball is like creating art. So, and the more I can prolong my my career. So I just got to keep staying humble, keep trying to make my, my teammates great, win games, and uh, good things like tonight going to happen. What a week it's been for Giannis, right? I mean, Tuesday, he blocked Joel Embiid's potential game-tying putback in the final seconds to steal a two-point win at Philadelphia. By the way, he put up a cool 40 points, 14 rebounds, six dimes, three blocks mm. in a win that put the Bucks ahead of the Sixers and behind only the Heat at the top of the East standings. And then, last night, he faced KD in the Nets. And Giannis, he hit the game-tying three, as we just saw, with under 20 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. And then the game-winning free throws with three seconds to go in overtime, capped off a 44-point, 14-rebound, six-assist night. That's quite the statement for a career 29% three-point shooter who has struggled at the line at times. But really, this seems to be changing the narrative, as Giannis Antetokounmpo just said. So Giannis made an MVP statement in these two wins, and the betting markets have reflected that. Giannis' odds have dropped from 12-1 to 1 before the 76ers game all the way down to five to one now. That's according to Caesar Sportsbook, but still behind Joel Embiid and still behind Nikola Jokic. So the odds say, right, that Giannis is making a move towards his third MVP, but Perk, is he your MVP right now? You know what? He is. And, and, and let me tell you why. Wow. Okay, you go against Joel Embiid, right, in Philly, and you go and you outperform him in great fashion, game-winning block. And then the, the very next game, you're arguably going against the best player in the NBA in Kevin Durant. And you go onto his home floor and give him the work. And it's not how he done it. It's not what he done. It's how he did it. Like, not afraid to be uh, take over in the clutch when Chris Middleton was out. And Giannis, his confidence in his shot. See, here's the thing. We're talking about the MVP. I think he's in that conversation and should be the front runner right now. Check. We talk about the best player in the world. I think that's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Check. But I think we're setting the bar too low for Giannis Antetokounmpo. What do you mean? Giannis Antetokounmpo bar is way higher than that. Giannis is trying to sit at the table with the GOATs. 
That's what Giannis is trying to do. Watching him play at the end of his career, he want to be sitting down having that filet mignon or that ribeye with, with Jordan and Braun and Kareem and Magic and all those guys. That's the Giannis I'm seeing right now. He's not satisfied. Oh, Big Perk, you have a vote, but Zach, so do you. Is he your MVP? Well, Perk is right. First of all, that's the path that Giannis is on. And if he gets a third MVP, there ain't but a half dozen or so guys who ever, ever have had three MVPs. That's the territory he's in. If you think I'm committing to an MVP today, you don't know me very well. I'm taking it to the wire. I'm losing nights of sleep over it. I'll say this. The statistical gap between Jokic and Giannis is shrinking, shrinking, shrinking as these games go on. And a lot of it is the product of the fact that Jokic has played about 250 more minutes than Giannis. If you asked all the GMs and coaches in the league, take these three players, we have a draft, you get one for your franchise with game seven on the line, Giannis is going to be the most popular pick in that draft. Mm -hmm. That said, this is a weird year where that amorphous word value, valuable, is particularly tricky because even if you think Giannis is the best guy of those three, right. you cannot deny that Denver without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. basically all year and Philly with the Ben Simmons disaster hanging over their head for two-thirds of the year faced uniquely challenging circumstances and their two franchise centers did more than just keep them afloat amid those circumstances. I think they do deserve some kind of extra credit for that. So sussing all of this out is going to be hard. But I know this. Those are the top three. That's it. No one else is in the conversation. And they are all having historically mm. incredible seasons. We are lucky to watch it. Absolutely. One thing with Giannis, Perk and I were talking about this last night, is that for him, because he's won two MVPs, including uh, going back-to-back -back in that, that third one, he's almost raised the bar on himself for that, right? Because to win a third MVP, you have to look at, all right, well, what has he done better than his first two MVP seasons for a lot of voters? But whether he's the MVP or not, I do know he shines when the lights are the brightest. And I think making a case as the best big game player in the NBA is perfectly valid to have Giannis Antetokounmpo in that conversation. So for you, Zach, do you think he is the best big game player in the league right now? We saw the two bests last night, and if you want to grandfather LeBron in, the Lakers haven't played a big game in a long time, but you can if you want. I mean, we are fresh off Giannis closing out the NBA Finals with a 50-piece. So when you do that, you're in the conversation. And Malika, you mentioned the free throws. Giannis is up to 72.5% from the line, about 76% in the last three months. If that's real... If that carries over into the playoffs, which in previous years he has not been able to do, but if that's real, there are no more answers anymore. There is nothing you can do because it, it, before it was get to the rim yep. or foul. And if foul is out of the equation, he's getting to the rim unless you send everybody and then you're just praying to the basketball gods that the Bucks, a great shooting team, happen to miss a lot of threes. And by the way, it's not just the free throws. He's a better passer and a playmaker Every year he gets better on the margins. It's really incredible. Well, I, I think we should have all been warned by this game in, in game six of the finals, right? Just think about it. The biggest stage, right? They pretty much was in a must-win situation. They really didn't want to go back to Phoenix for a game seven. And Giannis delivered in great fashion. So whether it's him getting buckets 
uh, putting up 40 or 50 piece wing dinners, him dominating the boards, or him having game winning blocks. His impact on both ends of the floor, and he never disappointed us with his performance, put Giannis as the best big game player in the NBA today. Well, and also you have to look at how far he's come because I think back to against the Raptors a couple of years ago, that's not the player that showed up. To have the work ethic that Giannis does to show up and put in that kind of work on his game when he's already achieved what he has, he absolutely is in that conversation. All right, still to come on NBA Today, Woj with an update on a key star's injury. When can we expect LeBron, AD, and Steph Curry to return? Plus, the scoring title race is coming down to the wire. What did Zach say about losing sleep? Our panel on who they think will be crowned scoring champ. And what the heck is going on in Philly? Doc had some interesting post-game comments. Stick around. NBA Today is just getting started. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is presented by Credit Karma. Get the money app where your hard work pays off and create your own karma. Tomorrow, on April 2nd, the NBA family celebrates World Autism Acceptance Day as part of its commitment to promote equality and inclusion for all fans. So to learn more about how the NBA and its teams are making venues and arenas more inclusive, visit nbacares.com. And now the Lakers. Oh, the Lakers. They lost again last night to the Jazz. They're fourth As straight. Expected. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, though, they carried the load for Utah, who snapped a five-game losing streak of their own. As for the Lakers, they are 4-14 four and 14 since the All-Star break, the second-worst record in the NBA during that span. All right, I've spent a whole lot of time at the touchscreen lately, but today we're going to keep it simple. The Spurs, they didn't play, but because they hold the tiebreaker. Remember, the Lakers lost yesterday. They are bumped out of the play-in tournament and back to the 11th seed. So the Spurs, they play tonight. They face the Trailblazers, who are depleted with injuries. But if for some reason the Spurs lose and the Lakers, they beat the Pelicans, they play tonight in Crypto.com Arena, if that all plays out, then the Lakers will would move up back into the play-in tournament and the Spurs would be back in 11th. But these two are going to be jostling a whole lot for the remainder of the season to be in the play-in tournament. I do want to keep it in the West, though, and take a look also at where we are towards the top of the standings, the Golden State Warriors, right? The Warriors are fourth right now, but take a look at this. The Mavs, the Warriors, the Jazz, the Nuggets. This three through six is very tight. So these four seeds, they could change a whole lot. But remember, the Warriors, they're still without Steph Curry, and they are just three and 10 without Steph, which adds up to a .231 win percentage. That would be the worst in the entire NBA. And Golden State also scores just under 107 points per game without Steph Curry, which would rank among the bottom fifth of the league. 
All right, I want to bring back in Zach Lowe. You've been high on the Warriors most of the season. I mean, at the beginning of the season, you were beating that drum, but you've also been high on the Mavs. You've been high on the Grizzlies. So in your estimation, who is the biggest threat to the Suns? I still think it's the Warriors, but the ifs are beginning to pile up. They need Steph back healthy, 100% to go. They need Draymond Green at peak form. He, by his own admission, has not been there yet, although he looks better in the last couple of games that he's played. If they get those two pieces, Clay is going to get a little better. Jordan Poole is legit. Jonathan Kaminga has slumped lately, but he's shown enough that I think he's going to have a crack at the playoff rotation. They get enough things to come together for them. Their style of play on both ends of the floor is a solid matchup for the Suns. They don't fear that matchup. So I still think it's the Warriors, but the ifs are piling up. And mm. if the if pile gets too big, do not sleep on the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies are tenacious. They give no quarter to anybody. They are fearless. They're physical. They are just unpleasant. Even just thinking about them right now, <laughs> unpleasant to play against. Don't you, sleep on the Grizzlies. You said the magic word. You said the Grizzlies. So we have to bring Perk back yeah. in. Perk, who do you think is the biggest threat to the Suns? You, you know I'm going with Memphis in the dark side. But, but Zach, like, you've been watching the same Golden State Warriors team I've been watching over the last month, right? Whether Steph is in and Draymond is out, whether Draymond is in and Steph is out, it's no chemistry. For the first time, I could say about the Golden State Warriors is that they lack an identity on both ends of the floor. You're watching Steve Kerr. He's frustrated. Draymond Green, he's frustrated. You see him arguing with Jay Crowder, walking off the floor, talking about other things outside of basketball that don't even matter. So when I look at the Golden State Warriors, Clay has been so up and down hmm. this season, and, and as expected, right? He's been off for two years. But I can't depend on Clay at this moment to be that two-way guy to go and defend and also get buckets. We don't know how uh, Steph Curry is going to return. Is he going to return in peak form? And Draymond just still hasn't looked the same since coming back from that back injury. So I can't put the Warriors in that conversation, but I will stay on the dark side with the Memphis Grizzlies. I want to know, though, when we're talking about biggest threat to the Suns, Zach, how, how big are we talking? Because it seems unfair for a team that has been this dominant throughout the entire regular season to say that threat is huge when we're talking about, as you said, the mounting ifs of these other teams. Hey, the playoffs are hard. The first year the Warriors <laughs> won the championship, what did they win? 67 games? They found themselves down 2-1 to the Grizzlies. The Kevin Durant Warriors found themselves in a game seven against the Rockets. All it takes is one matchup, a couple of bad games. That's what the playoffs are. I don't care how good you are. Someone somewhere is going to punch you in the mouth and have you in a place of adversity that maybe you didn't expect to be in. Someone is going to give the Suns a run, whether it's in the West or the Finals, but they are absolutely the favorites. I keep hearing about who matches up with the Suns, who should the Suns be scared of. The Suns are team welcome all comers. <laughs> We're not scared of anybody. Matchups, schmatchups, we don't care about seeing. Meetings, wake us up when you're ready to play us. They are the deserved favorites. Well, and when you're watching campaign just cook other players and it's sort of like I mean what are we even talking about here? The Phoenix Suns to me, I know we're talking about the if who, who's the biggest threat to them. The Phoenix Suns, you said that they're not ducking any smoke. They're not afraid of anybody. But Zach, what are you doing on Sunday? Do you have plans? 
Do I have plans on Sunday? I, I don't know. What's going on on Sunday? Well, I'll be watching our <laughs> NBA Sunday Showcase. Giannis and the Bucks host Luka and the Mavs at 1 Eastern. And then Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets take on the Lakers. I'll be on the sidelines for that one. Our coverage tips with NBA Countdown Ooh, at 12.30 Eastern, 9.30 a.m. Pacific on ABC and the ESPN app. All right, still to come on NBA Today, the Sixers, they were handed an L in Detroit. Nice job on that big perk. No big eyes. Doc's response to last night's bad loss. Where should the blame lie? And with the Lakers currently in the 11th seed in the West and with tough remaining schedule, should they go all in to make the play in? Plus, LeBron, Giannis, Embiid are all separated by only one point in the scoring race. So who ends up with the crown? NBA Today rolls on after this. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're watching NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. Man, we had some great action across the association last night, so I think it's time to go coast to coast. And we're going to start with DeMar DeRozan dropping his second career 50-point game in an overtime over the Clippers. DeRozan scored a career-high 28 of those points in the paint. So, Perk, can the Bulls win a playoff series? Whew, you know, I, I don't think so. The, the way that they've been playing over the last month or so, they just don't look good and they're not consistent. All right, in a matchup of teams that could meet in the play-in, Trey Young scored 30 points in 28 minutes to lead the Hawks over the Cavs. Atlanta has now won four straight, while Cleveland has lost five of six. So, Zach, do you see the Hawks advancing past the play-in here? No, I That's don't. the play-in? No, oh. the Hawks are not going to get out of the play-in. And the Pistons, they went on a 23-4 run in the fourth to beat the Sixers despite 37-15 and from Joel Embiid. Philly has lost three straight to drop to fourth now in the East. So here's what Doc Rivers had to say after the game. Well, they didn't struggle. Uh, you know, they didn't get a lot of shots, you know, in, in their defense. I think during that stretch, it was more James, you know, um, you know, than, than them. So, you know, um, yeah, it's just a tough night. So as you can see by this graphic, James Harden has been far more effective in wins rather than losses for the Sixers this season, averaging nearly 25 points and 10 assists in wins compared to 19 and 8 in losses. He's also shooting much more efficiently in Philadelphia victories. And we now welcome in Ramona Shelburne to help us figure out what Doc Rivers is really saying here. Ramona, I understand you spoke with Doc yeah. Rivers. What did you learn? Well, you know, Doc basically said, I've, I've said that quote a couple of times, basically referencing it's either Tobias Harris or James Harden in, in with that bench group. And so when he's saying that was James, he was saying that was James missing shots. He was sort of deflecting it from the bench group, which has been the worst bench in the league this season, especially since James Harden came over. But he was essentially, it's not like they missed all the shots. It was James taking more of the shots. He wasn't throwing James under the bus. He was just being factual. But I think the way the quote got picked up was 
a little more harsh. Right, well, because James Harden has been playing a lot with that Correct. second unit, and the question was, okay, why isn't there a production there? And when you see James Harden's stats, it comes up with the starters as opposed to with the bench, but Perk, do the Sixers have a James Harden problem here? Yeah, they do. They do, and they, they Doc probably should have texted you or Ramona <laughs> and asked them for Jake's number to get some insurance on him because he's been more <laughs> of a liability than he has been Dang. for us. Uh, a guy. No, no, for real. He's yes. been more of a liability than, 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 than what they thought he was going to be. Look, he's supposed to be there to take pressure off of Joel and B. And when you look at James Harden and you look at all the guys that he has had, all the superstars that he has played with, he has had more features than DJ Khaled when he didn't have Rick Ross, <laughs> Jay-Z, uh, Migos, uh, Drake, and everyone across the board. Dirt. When you look at who James Harden has played, he it didn't work out with Dwight Howard. It didn't work out with Chris Paul. It didn't work out with Russell Westbrook. You went to the Brooklyn Nets. It didn't work out with KD and Kyrie. Now you're with Embiid. At some point, you have to be able to hold up your end of the bargain and not just depend on the other that you're pairing up with. Don't put pressure on Embiid. Be an asset to him, not a liability. And right now, that's what James Harden has been since he, been, since he has arrived with the Philadelphia 76ers. I think Cheney made a really interesting point on first take where James Harden has had to carry so much of the offensive burden, particularly when he was in Houston. Remember, when he went to the Nets, he spent so much time as the single available superstar and he really had to change his game a whole bunch of times to adapt to play but now is the time where he can prove that he can adapt because perhaps he hasn't played with a player who is having a season like Joel Embiid is having what do you think Zach there is no player coach general manager fan mascot anything under more pressure in the NBA playoffs coming up than James Harden. Mm. From the moment he quit on the Nets, a year after quitting on the Rockets, this playoffs was going to be a referendum on James Harden. And right now, as Perk said, it hasn't been enough. When he first got there, the ball was popping. They were playing fast fit well with Tyrese Maxey. Mm -hmm. He's been a little quieter lately. The ball and bodies were moving in the half court. That's kind of stopped. It's like the energy has been sapped out of them. James Harden is shooting 41% as a sixer, 34% from three. The pop just isn't there. And I keep hearing this stuff about the second unit, the second unit in James Harden, the second unit's not doing enough. You know who else plays with a lot of that same second unit? Joel Embiid. That second unit is doing fine. The mm -hmm. second unit really is just code for when Joel Embiid is on the bench. Mm -hmm. That's when they really miss Andre Drummond. They're minus nine so far overall with Harden on the floor and Embiid off the floor. That's not just about Harden. That's about their backup center situation. That's about the rest of their bench. But this whole second unit stuff doesn't seem to be an issue when Joel Embiid is on the floor with almost those same players. Well, look, Harden, he's really struggled over his last five fourth quarters, right? Scoring under three points per game while shooting four for 17 from the field and one for eight from three. You can see it all detailed right there. And that isn't exactly what the 76ers were banking on. But the 76ers and the Nets, they're sort of inextricably linked because of this trade. And so if we're talking about James Harden, Ramona, we have to talk about Ben Simmons. Oh. I think the question for me, right, is is he going to play in the playoffs? The, the, the regular season time's taken. Yeah. yeah, I mean, 
Ben Simmons, they're up against the wall. There's just not enough time left. And so, you know, he has, he had that epidural. You have to take some time off when you have an epidural before you do anything again. He's back on the court doing very light work. There's a ramp up process. Now, the problem is when you had, when you got hurt in the ramp up process before, you need to be even more conservative this time. And so I, you know, when I talked to somebody close to Ben about this the other day, they said, you know, they're just, we're just up against a wall here. And the sense is if he doesn't make it back by the end of the regular season it's going to be really hard to come back after not playing for nine months with all of the mental health issues that he'd had with all of the pressure on him and his shooting to come back in the pressure packed moment of the playoffs what would you expect from him perk if he were to just come back in the playoffs i mean that's that's huge pressure on his shoulders yeah i mean we can't we can't expect to be that ben simmons that's uh, uh, in uh, defensive player of the year candidate. It's just not fair to him because, you know, you sit out for that long and the injury that he's dealing with, like I said earlier in the show, we watching Draymond Green, who had a back injury, yep. we watching him struggle to get back in rhythm. And he had, and he sat out for what, a month, a month and a half? This guy has been away from the game of basketball for nine months. And to Ramona point, to come back at the highest and most intense level, we can't expect that much out of him except to be somewhat of a role player and play limited minutes. Well, Zach, you detailed this on your podcast, The Low Post, when you were talking with Bobby Marks and Tim Bontemps about what the Nets need, and it's defense. I mean, watching that team play, they are in such desperate need of defense. What do you expect from him? I mean, it, it's hard to know. Like Perk said, it, it's been a year. Back injuries are no joke. And coming back in the middle of the regular season is one thing. Coming back to basically win or go home kind of games, mm. that's a whole nother thing, a whole nother intensity. That's difficult to do. But look, the Nets, you saw last night against the Bucks when they have Kyrie, KD, two guards who can shoot, whether it's Patty Mills, Goran Dragic, Seth Curry, two of those guys, and one defensive player, Claxton, Andre Drummond, there's no defense for that. It's too much shooting around Durant and Irving, who are elite shooters in their own right. You're not guarding that. Your only defense to that is score more than they do, and that gets harder if they have Ben Simmons in the on the floor either in place of one of those guards or in place of the Claxton Drummond piece. Right. The Nets are really dangerous. They've been really good with Durant. They're 32 and 18 with Durant. They're going to be in the play-in, but if they get out of the play-in. I'm not sure how many of the top of the East are like clear favorites over the Brooklyn Nets. The Bucks for sure. Other than that, with Robert Williams out, the Nets have a shot against anybody. Nobody wants to see those two dudes with shooting around them in a playoff series. Yeah, I mean, don't get it twisted. No one's sitting there like, oh, yes, the Nets. Like, right. let's bring it on just because they don't have Ben Simmons necessarily or don't have Ben Simmons at full strength. No one's sitting there like, oh, yeah, like I'm really looking forward to facing Kevin Durant in the playoffs. Come on now. All right, coming up on NBA yeah. Today. It's April 1st, which means it's April Fool's Day, but we have to take a look back at the top of the top plays from March, so don't go anywhere. That is fire. We'll be right back. Everybody gets 50. Everybody gets 50. 50. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E.
Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. I hate losing, so yeah, of course there's a level of frustration, for sure. Can't even like sit here and say that we should be this or we should be that. Our record is who we are. Championship team, it's not us right now. This season is definitely different. Understandable booze. The Laker faithful know when bad basketball is being played. Come on, man. We gotta get a win. At this point, we look at the record or the standings. It seems like it's been the story of the season. We have some drama in Los Angeles tonight. The Lakers' postseason hopes are once again on the line. So joining us to help try to make sense of it all is ESPN NBA reporter Dave McMenamin, who covers the Lakers for us. So, Dave, I just want to start with Anthony Davis and LeBron. What more can you tell us about their statuses heading into tonight's game against the Pelicans? So officially, the Lakers have upgraded both their status from doubtful to questionable. So that's a good sign they're going to play. Sources tell me that Anthony Davis will play tonight, barring any sort of pregame setback when he gets to the arena, goes through his pregame routine. As for LeBron, Adrian Wojnarowski reported yesterday he intended to test things out to see if he could go. I just interpret that tweet that he put out. Earlier uh, today, the all out our, for the, yep. How much of a heart attack did bit. you have? Just a minor, minor palpitations. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't put yourself out there like that unless you have a plan to play. Uh, I've read the tea leaves with LeBron for quite some time, and I would say that's a clear indicator that he will be playing as well. Absolutely, and you came straight from the Lakers road trip, straight from the airport here to the studio, yeah. so you've been around the team. For the team as a whole, what's the mood surrounding the Lakers with such a big game on the line tonight against the Pelicans? Like when we were talking to the guys last night, and we talked to Trevor Reese, and we talked to you know Russell Westbrook and Frank Vogel, Dwight Howard about this opportunity in front of them, they all sounded like a kid in a class that they're not getting a good grade and they're going into the <laughs> final exam and they got to ace it and they know they haven't studied enough for it. Mm. So they're like, you know, maybe we could, maybe we could ace it. You know, maybe we'll just <laughs> like circle in all the yeah. right get bubbles like, with our number that. two pick <laughs> pencil, right? Just hang back. Show but up. the mountain of evidence so far, yeah. they put themselves in a poor position. Mm. And of course, there's been things like injuries and the COVID that ran through this team in December that was out of their control. But look at like some of these unserious losses they've had, like the, the loss in Houston, mm. the two losses to the Oklahoma City Thunder, the triple overtime loss to the Sacramento Kings when they had a 13-point lead yeah. late. Like those are the things that catch up to you this time of year. Yeah. And that's why, you know, it's, it's, it's a team that's they're kind of exhausted right now, but they got to try to push through this one last push. Not to mention they have the fourth toughest remaining schedule, Ramona. At this point, who cares? There's six, there's six games left, right? I mean, it's you play the games. And and, and I think everyone I talked to over there has the exact same feeling, which is this has been an awful year. Everybody, like if it ended at the end of the regular season, everybody would just leave and try never to think about it again. Mm. But they have this lingering thought in the back of their head of what could happen if LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook were all healthy at the same time. Because when the Lakers have been good this year, They've been really good, and especially when those three have been really good. You you flash back to that Brooklyn game when they were all three there. Right. And so you have this little image in your head where you, anybody you can throw out the rest of the season. This this season sucks. Let's throw it away. Well, but there's still that thought when they get those three guys back. But this begs the question: Should the Lakers perk be going all in on the play-in? You know what? If I was in the front office, I, I would say, you know, shut a lot of guys down, especially LeBron and AD. But I think they have no choice at this point, right? Because 
you're talking about now you talk about pride, right? We're talking about one of the most historical franchises yeah. in, in sports history. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a team, that, a franchise that are built on yep. championships. And if you just don't go all in, then all of a sudden it looks like you just laid down and they can't do that. Even if they really know that it's a strong possibility they won't make it in the playoffs, if they just lay down, it will, it will, they already look bad. But they would look disgusted if they was to do that. Plus, aren't you the dark side president, though? Shouldn't you be wanting them to be able to? Because the Grizzlies get, it's either the Grizzlies go. have their pick or it's the Pelicans that have their pick. So shouldn't well, you want them to make the play in? No, nah, no, nah, because look, with the dark side, we don't need any more picks. You know what I mean? We got everything that we need over there in Memphis. So, you know what? I don't that, know. You that, could package that pick and trade him for a superstar. Yeah, they already got one. They got the nice core. See, when you have a nucleus like the, the Grizzlies, you don't want to mess with that. You know what I'm saying? You might want to trade it down the line, maybe in a few. Get you I'm up, just get you only, only you could wedge Grizzlies talking to a Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers, they need to make money. They make millions of dollars for home playoff games. They're, that's why they want to make the playoffs here. Well, oh. There you go. Dave McMenamin, thank you so much. I do, though, want to stick in the West here for an update on another injured star, bringing in Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, it's been a little over two weeks, right, since we saw Steph Curry strain a ligament in his left foot. Is there any update on when he might return? And Malika, the, the Warriors just announced that Steph Curry – uh, will be out the rest of the regular season Ooh. and then you know, he'll be reevaluated ahead of the playoffs. Uh, he'll get back on the court next week and resume basketball activities, uh, the team says. But I'm told this that there's a lot of confidence, both Steph Curry and the Warriors, that the ramp up next week. And then remember, as long as they somehow don't fall into the play in, which is almost impossible at this point. And they've got that week off between the end of the season and the start of the playoffs that Steph Curry is expected to, as long as he stays on course here, be back for the start of the postseason for the Warriors. Listen, they hoped, and Steve Kerr reiterated that just now, uh, that you know they could get him in one or two regular season games before the playoffs. That's not going to be possible. Uh, but he may have a really a good full week of practice of that team getting back on the court with Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson have a little mini training camp and then get into the postseason. So, you know, there's some reasons to be encouraged uh, for the Warriors that they can get him back whole before the start of uh, what they hope is a significant playoff run. Absolutely. And the question now is how much can the rest of the Warriors keep them afloat? Because we showed it earlier in our show, Woj, three through six in the West is a very tight race. Thank you so much, Adrian Wojnarowski. When we return on Thanks. NBA Today, we'll break down the NBA scoring race between LeBron, Giannis, and Embiid. You're going to want to hear what Big Perk has to say about this. Keep it locked right here on NBA Today. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Look at how tight this race is between these three. I'm in real form. 
letting off the gas. I love that. All right, LeBron, Giannis, and Embiid are <laughs> all averaging at least 30 points per game, and oh, the trio man. are separated. Take a look at that. By just .13 points per game for the scoring lead, this is going to be good. All right, that's the closest margin between the top three in points per game entering April, April in NBA history. So this scoring race awesome. is historically close and LeBron, Giannis, and Embiid, they each have six regular season games remaining. So Ramona, starting with you first, who you got winning and why? I think LeBron is going to win it. He needs to play in three of the final six games, though, to qualify, which you know matters to him. But if this, if they take nothing from the season, he'll pass Karl Malone and be the oldest scoring champ ever. I think that's pretty good. You know what? I'm going with Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know why? Because it's so easy. I never, I never saw Giannis in this type of rhythm. We look at him last night, and he had eight dunks, and it was easy dunks. Just, just getting down in transition without no force, because he's just that athletic and that strong and that. Dominant. So I'm going with Giannis. I don't see him letting off anytime soon. All right, one for Giannis, one for LeBron. Zach, who you got? I get to be the tiebreaker. Yeah. I'm going LeBron Ramon oh. James to take home the scoring title as the oldest guy ever to do it. I think he probably cares the most of all these three guys <laughs> and his team in That's the right. bigger picture has the least to play for so why not have some fun and score a whole bunch of points to win the scoring title you know i i buy that i buy that you know why not at this point why not just win the scoring title we've talked about it what what else really is there out there for them all right thank you so much zach for joining us we will see you again next week ramona hang out don't go too far perk we need to go to the big board, my friend. Uh oh You got it? What's going on? Ah. We got to do the top of the top March edition. There's a whole lot going on. Perk just lost his mic, but that's okay because here we go. We're going to start with the top acrobatics. Miles Bridges, we're going to start with him because what he did is incredible. Oh. My goodness. Off the drop step, too. See, Perk's like doing so much, you don't even need one. Oh, Full my windmill. goodness. All right, but then take a look at uh, this. I mean, which one do you like better? I know Zion likes it. I, I like this one. Big fella doing it on the break. You know what I mean? It's something different when them centers do it. Oh. But when you got a little spin to go with it, you put a little sauce on it. Man, Terrence Ross been showing out. Let's do some top buzzer beaters because Luca, the Mavs, in Barclays Center, uh. find Spencer Dinwiddie against his former team, Perk. Trust your guys. That's that is cold-blooded. Well, and then... <laughs> A lot of things are going right for the Pelicans right now. I'll tell you that much. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. When you a score, you get buckets high up. Weren't we talking about campaign earlier in the show? Cam to Cam? Uh. Oh, Cam Johnson is... He could be an X Factor. And then, you know, we have top dimes. We had so much going on. We have top dimes here. Once again, Luca, <laughs> nutmeg between uh, Prince's legs. It's one thing to do it by, mis by, by mistake, but to do it on purpose. Oh, that was on purpose. Oh, was that on purpose? Yes, it was. Yeah, that was on purpose. Ooh. Ooh. 
And on the split. And when you say that about a team against the Grizzlies, uh, like, you know, you have to show them the respect. But uh, don't worry. We, we, we made sure back? to follow it with, with some Ja. good. We made sure to follow it with some good. All right. Last but certainly not least, we have top poster. One again for the Memphis uh, Grizzlies. the Charles Circle. Anthony, Anthony Melton, Melton in the building. It's not just John Morant that can throw it down on that team. And then we have Jalen uh, Brown. It uh, did give the big homie some dab right at the end. They didn't show that. He Ooh. dabbed up KG. And then uh, LeBron James. Bro, you wrong for that. The you're OG. You don't Showing do the youngsters he can still do it. You don't do that to K-Love. Well, you, look you. at the faces <laughs> of everybody here. That was my face watching this. Just like... My goodness. Like they're not used to it though. Like they didn't seen that for so many years. Yeah, you should just know. Yeah. Like you, you should just this should be the face. I'm not surprised. All right, still ahead on NBA today. We have a huge hoops weekend ahead with massive playoff implications on the line. We're gonna talk through clinching scenarios, eliminations this weekend. It's going to be awesome. NBA today back in 60 seconds. NBA Today is presented by Credit Karma. Get the money app where your hard work pays off and create your own karma. ESPN is the home of the women's Final Four at the Target Center in Minneapolis. Tonight, Louisville takes on South Carolina at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Then, it's UConn and the defending national champs, Stanford. And we're also very excited to check out the Sue Bird and Tarasi show presented by AT&T 5G for unique coverage of tonight's games. The megacast will feature special guests such as Kevin Garnett, KG. Bill Walton, Caitlin Clark, and more at 7 and 9. 9:30 Eastern, ESPNU and ESPN Plus. We have a huge hoops weekend though between the women's Final Four, the men's Final Four, the Lakers fighting for a shot at the play-in tournament, the Warriors they face the Jazz, and that game has crazy playoff implications. So, Perk, I'm gonna start with you. What are you most excited for for this weekend? And don't say a nap. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Nets and Hawks on Saturday, right? It's a lot at stake. Trey Young has quietly been flying under the radar, but he has been giving people that work. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to watching him and Kyrie Irving go head to head. And plus, we both know that they're battling for play-in play positioning for us them trying to make the playoffs. I have a feeling I you know. You think you might know? I think I might know. It's Go probably going to be the Stanford women's game against UConn. <laughs> all right? So, you know, people all mutual respect, Tara Vanderveer, Gino Ariema. I don't know. It's look, look Nekogumake left off the Olympic team. There's still some bad blood from all of us Stanford Cardinal about that. Okay? Cameron Brink, star. Kaylee Jones, star. Lexi Hall. Stanford, defending women's champ. Did we forget? Right. Yeah. No, we that's a good it. one. Those are, I I'm mean, those are, both, the those are both good offerings. I think for me, it has to be just how many playoff implications there are this weekend. Plenty of teams currently in the top <laughs> six of both conferences could clinch playoff spots this weekend. You can see it all on the screen. For tonight, the Warriors clinch a spot with a Minnesota loss. Portland is eliminated with a loss. Eminem and eliminated. Charlotte is locked in right, the play-in with a Toronto they, win. See, there's a whole lot to watch. When they traded I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you. All right. All of us will be back next week. NFL Live is coming up next. Enjoy your weekend full of hoops. I will take a nap, too. 